Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, a very successful start to 2020, wasn't it? We had yeah. our first show back last week and we landed a bomb-proof treble. Yes, we did. It was a, it was a beauty. Great way to start the year because that was the first podcast of this decade for us. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, really good to get back to back to winning ways and lots of talking points to get through. So uh, pretty much don't want to be uh, wasting too much of the profit chaser's time, right? That's right. So we've got the Premier League Championship, League One and League Two. Uh, we're going to pick out our best bets as ever across all the leagues. Uh, then we'll go through this week's bombproof trebles, recap last week's winning bombproof treble, and uh, probably look a little bit of fancy football and any other business at the end. So, without any further ado, let's dive straight into the 12:30, shall we? In the Premier League, it's Watford Spurs. Uh, Watford nine to four, draw thirteen to five, Spurs eleven to ten. I don't know about you, but I would not go anywhere near this game. The bees are buzzing. Well, the Hornets, that's true. Sorry, Brentford fans. Uh, not lost in any of their last <laughs> five home games. Um, not lost in any of their last six in total. And Tottenham haven't won in the last four. Uh, it's got all the Harry, no Harry Kane. We don't know how serious that's going to be. And yes, the Saar Delefeu-Dini thing is, is really working right now. Pereira and Decore in midfield. Honestly... <laughs> I mean, I'm so leaning towards Watford. I, I, I know it's a different game, but I fancied them away at, at uh, Bournemouth on the weekend, read it out on the pod, and, and they delivered. And at 9-4, to four, it might be worth a, a little lunchtime flutter as an outsider, I think. Absolutely. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to be going anywhere near Tottenham at the price of 11-10, to 10, um, based on, like you say, how bad they've been recently. And, how resurgent Watford have been. So I completely agree. If anything, um, Watford to get get the victory, perhaps double chance, four to six, if you do fancy that as well. Obviously, uh, much worse odds. But yeah, anything but a Spurs for me in this game. Yeah. And I mean, Mourinho, uh, what, kind of a, what kind of approach is he going to have? Do you know what I mean? That's always a question for me. Watford are informed. Does that mean he's going to sit back and try and nick one on the break? I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, uh, go towards the yellow and black uh, team if you are going to have anything, I think. Yep. So there's plenty of three o'clocks to sink our teeth into. Um, I'll rattle through them all really quickly. Then we'll come back and pick out our favourites. We've got Arsenal, Sheffield United, Brighton Villa, Man City Palace, Norwich Bournemouth, Southampton Wolves, and West Ham Everton. Uh, quite a lot of tight ties there, aren't there? Especially um, as far as the relegation battles concerned. You know, Norwich Bournemouth is a big one. Brighton Villa, another big one. Um, it's quite tough. Anything that's really catching your eye from that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think, I don't know how confident I am, but I'm, I'm drawn towards Sheffield United, perhaps on the double chance. It's priced at 10 to 11. Arsenal have been pretty strong at home so far. 
Uh, they did lose to Chelsea, but they've beaten United and, you know, they were a second string side that was battered for most of the game, managed to get a win over Leeds. It's, you know, it's, it's not bad. Sheffield United on the road, uh, they've had two tough away games, uh, Man City and Liverpool back to back. But their record, you know, they've won three on the road, drew six and lost just two. So it's it's really hard to to see Sheffield United kind of rolling over and getting beat, and you know I'm kind of feeling mm. that that price on the double chance. The Arsenal, Arsenal, you know are are capable of of rolling Sheffield United over, but I don't know ten to eleven. There's something about it. I feel like I can't ignore it. Um, yeah, it's it's not bad, is it? It's not bad ten to eleven at all if you do fancy it. And of course, we've got to remember that Arsenal will be without um, Aubameyang for this game, so that is a big loss for them. Agreed. Um, yeah, d- double chance. I agree with. If I was going to go for anything, um, I, I'm not overly bothered personally about betting on this game. Um, Fair but yeah, enough. I can see why you tip double chance. And to follow on, it, when you look at three o'clock kickoffs. Again, it's it's not the strongest tip. I don't think the the Premier League is the easiest uh, league to to pluck winners from this weekend. But Brighton Villa is something uh, that entices me. And as regular listeners and yourself, Tom, will know, I'm a big fan of what Brighton are doing this year. They are three to five. I think that's tight, to be honest. Uh, they're at home to, against an Aston Villa side who. A kind of, apart from the Carabao Cup, they're kind of all at not all at sea, but there's there's quite a bit of negativity around Villa right now. Um, they lost against Fulham in the FA Cup, uh, obviously a Championship side. They have drawn against Leicester in the Carabao Cup. That was a great result, and they just got smacked six-one on Twitter and everything. There seems to be a bit of concern. Their first two signings have been Danny Drinkwater and Pepe Reina, and I would, I would be, I'd agree with wave, that. <laughs> I'd be waving my red flag like you wouldn't believe over those two signings. <laughs> I haven't got, a, I don't even want to know how much wages um, Villa are putting out for those pair. But it seems to be, you know, there's one or two morons on Twitter saying that Dean Smith needs to go. I know it feels like this is a pivotal period for Villa. And they're against a Brighton side who, you know, last time out in the Premier League anyway, uh, home home draw against Chelsea, previously uh, victory over Bournemouth. So they've got it in them. And as you mentioned before, Tom, you know, they've scored on the road at places like Tottenham and, and Arsenal and Liverpool. They've got something about them. So not a great price. Three to five. Um, I think what you could probably get is Brighton to win and both teams to score twenty-one to ten, and uh, with Jack Grealish et al in the side, I think you know that's something to worth to that's something worth looking at. And both teams to score as well is something that I like the look of four to six. Uh, Villa definitely stronger going forward than back. Yeah, quite a few things there to take your pick for in that game. Um, I certainly like the look of them. How about? Uh, in the Southampton Wolves game, Danny Ings, anytime scorer. This is a man who's really on fire, isn't he? Um, yeah. Ten goals 
in his last 11 games in the Premier League. There's no stopping the guy. Um, he's 6-5 to five to get on the score sheet again, any time. 4-1, first scorer. Uh, personally, I'd be going for the any time scorer bet, not the first scorer bet. But I think a guy in such good scoring form, 4-1. First score, first score is still pretty good odds. Um, Southampton play at home to Wolves. The Saints have won three on the bounce, not lost in the last six. Wolves, on the other hand, have kind of had a little bit of a sticky patch, haven't they, recently? Maybe, you know, considering they started their season in well, early July in the Europa League. It's a yeah. long season for them. It's already about six months in. So perhaps the, the amount of games they've had is starting to take its toll on the players now especially after the busy Christmas period. But uh, they're without a win in the last four. They've conceded the first goal in six of the last seven games. They've lost the first half in five of the last seven games. So statistically, it doesn't make pretty pretty reading for Wolves. So I think Southampton are more than capable of scoring. And if they're going to score, Danny Ings is likely to be that scorer. Hence uh, the anytime scorer tip. Single, single-handedly kind of dragging them to safety, isn't it? Well, we say safety. I mean, they're 12th now. Um, they're actually... I know yeah. Southampton fans will be looking down, but if you want to get all kind of looking into um, points and where they are and everything like that, they're actually only six points off Man United in fifth. That, no, that says, number one, how bad United are. <laughs> And number two, um, Southampton, you know, on a great run. And, and no sides down there, you know, Norwich, Bournemouth, Villa, all of them. You just need a good run and it can propel you to mid-table. So, yeah, yeah. Southampton, I, I actually think that they'll get the win as well. I know you're kind of um, feeling a more kind of Southampton vibe than a Wolves vibe. Seven to yeah. five they are to get the win. I think in the form they're in, and like you said, Wolves look, look uh, a little short right now, don't they? They don't look very sharp. I, I think Southampton 75 is, is a decent little price, that. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything else you'd like to look off in the three o'clocks there? I think obviously Man no, City mate. should get the win at home to Palace. That's that's a given, but you know the price is yeah. one to eight, so it stinks. Yeah, and a massive game. Uh, Norwich-Bournemouth. Huge, huge, huge game. Don't know what to tip gambling-wise, but uh, definitely, I think definitely goals. Uh, if you have a look at the the two sides, I mean, if you wanted to have anything on it, you know, over two point five is probably where I'd be going. I, I don't know about you, Tom. Uh, that's two to one. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it, I think that that depends a lot on whether there's an early goal in the game. It depends if they have the mentality of we cannot lose this game. Because if both sides take that mentality, then it's more likely to be lower scoring. But um... yeah, in the last, in if you combine the goals in both these teams, uh, last three games, there's been uh, twenty-two goals, which is an average of seven. Wow. So wow. yeah, I mean Norwich have lost. 4-0, 1-4-2, drew 1-all. Bournemouth have lost 3-0, 4-0 and 1-4-0. So, yeah. yeah, lots of goals flying round. How about Newcastle-Chelsea? Uh, Chelsea, price at 1-2 for the victory in this one. Newcastle, 
the ever mountain injury list gets ever higher. Um, <laughs> another couple of injuries suffered at the weekend. I think Dwight Gale and um, somebody else I can't remember off my do, but uh, I do fancy Chelsea to take advantage of Newcastle's injury woes here. And uh, Chelsea have been much better on the road than at Stamford Bridge as well in recent weeks. So um, even though the price isn't the best, I think uh, I think they should have more than enough to get the victory. Absolutely. Chelsea to win. How about Sunday then? Um, got a couple of games. Burnley, Leicester, Liverpool, Man United, a big one. Two to five for Liverpool against Man United. You know, you can understand why, but the price is so short, isn't it? Is there anything we can extract value-wise from this game? Uh, I, I think you might be able to get Liverpool to win, both teams to score. Um, that's priced at fifteen to eight. If you want to try squeeze a bit more out of it, I think maybe a maybe a two-one. Uh, United on the break, very dangerous. Greenwood, James, Rashford, Martial, plenty of pace, and Rashford's been absolutely phenomenal uh, the last kind of couple of months or so. So maybe that, but ultimately. It's going to be a Liverpool victory, surely. Yeah, you'd think so. What about Burnley Leicester? Uh, Burnley on a run of four consecutive losses. Uh, Leicester to get the win, three to four, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be put off by by Leicester's kind of draw at home to Villa and loss to Southampton. I think on the roads, if you if you have a look at their you know their record on the roads this season, uh, they've managed to get uh, twenty two points and twenty three at home. So it's been pretty spread. They've won seven of eleven. Uh, I don't see there's any reason to panic and and not be back in Leicester. Three to four mm. is is as good as you're going to get as well for them. Um, so yeah, a Burnley side that that need to book up their ideas pretty soon. Just three points um, above the relegation zones right now. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that wraps up the Premier League. Then let's go straight into the Championship. Um, got plenty of games to sink our teeth into. Anything that takes your eye straight away? I think if you start off with Brentford, I think the weekend was a real turning point for the championship. You had West Brom uh, drawing away at Charlton, two really soft goals um, conceded uh, against a team that was really struggling. And a lead side that got very comfortably beaten at home Sheffield Wednesday. It did look that the automatic spots were over. And there's still a considerable gap, for sure. There's six points between Brentford and Leeds, for example. Um, but Brentford look absolutely amazing right now. The, the BMW front three of Embuemo, Watkins and Ben Rama is absolutely mouthwatering right now. And they're against the Huddersfield side that are really struggling at the moment. I feel like it's going under under the radar a little bit. Um, you know, since the since the Cowley brothers have come in, they had that little bounce. But previously, you know, they've lost five two to Stoke. Absolutely unacceptable. And they've just lost a big relegation derby away at an improving Barnsley. Uh, they got beat by Southampton in the FA Cup. Of course, there's a little golfing class there. They've lost um, 
they've lost away at Middlesbrough again, another relegation scrap. I think Brentford will just be too strong for them. Seven to ten, not the best price, but bees should be getting that that victory there. Yeah, I agree. Um, one slightly concerning stat potentially. Um, it's been eleven consecutive games since uh, since Brentford kept a clean sheet against Huddersfield. So. Quite a long run, but um, even if Brentford did concede, you know, as you say, with their front three uh, and the players playing behind that, you'd expect they've got more than enough firepower to score two, three against this Huddersfield side. Yeah, yeah, I complete, I completely agree. You know, for me, I, I think they'll be in the Premier League. I, I said it a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they'll catch... Leeds or West Brom, but I think they'll win the playoffs and uh, and go up. So yeah, uh, they'll get the victory on Saturday. Right. So for me, let's look at the lunchtime kickoff. It's QPR against Leeds. A couple of things I like the look of here. You've got both teams to score, priced at four to seven, and over two point five goals, priced at eight to thirteen. So nearly near enough the same price. Leeds just one win in the last seven games across all competitions. They've really hit. Get the barriers a bit, haven't they? That, like you say, is let Brentford get a foot in the door in that automatic promotion race. Um, QPR free scoring. They're probably one of the most unpredictable teams, aren't they? QPR. They see they scoring yeah. five, six one week. They're conceding five, six another week. Um, we said there'd be goals last week in their game against Brentford. There was three one before that. It was five one before that. Six one. Uh, before that, 2-1, you know, they've got so many high-scoring results in there. 2-2, 5-3, and that's all in December and December and beyond, so pretty recently. I don't know which way the result's going to go, to be honest. A few weeks ago, I'd be no. more than happy to tip Leeds, but um, like I say, with the form they're on, I just do not trust them enough, especially away from home, um, where they struggle to keep clean sheets. I think, yeah, the, the way to go is goals in this game. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Rumour has it, uh, QPR about to take Jack Clark on loan as well from Tottenham. Um, maybe in time to make his debut against Leeds, which would be very interesting. Another yeah. another attacking loan signing. I'm not really sure that's what, that's what they need, but uh, Mark Warburton... He pretty much only knows one way. In terms of the kind of flip side, Tom, you spoke about Leeds. I think we've got to talk about Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Kings yeah. on the road, pretty much. Um, on the road recently, they've been really, really impressive. Beat Brighton in the FA Cup. Uh, they beat Leeds. They absolutely hammered Forest. Uh, there was a slight slip up uh, when they lost to Stoke, but on the whole, they have been good on the road, and they've got a, a Blackburn team coming to town that are not in the best uh, form. They haven't won in their last six. Any murmurs of them being, uh, I mean, I thought it was completely false, I must add, but any murmurs of them being dark horses for the playoffs, surely gone. Um, any team that has lost away at Birmingham and Huddersfield in their last uh, three away games, including a loss of away at Forest as well is is not backable. And Sheffield Wednesday at home, definitely some wrongs to put right. Uh, back-to-back defeats against Cardiff and Hull. 
So they'll be looking at this as a big opportunity. Eight to 11. I think that's so tight, but I do expect the Owls to, to get the win there. Yeah, yeah, me too. I completely agree. Uh, one more for me in the champ on the Saturday, at least, anyway. I know you've got a team you want to talk about on the Sunday. Swansea yeah. against Wigan. Mm-hmm. That's priced at 17 to 20 for the Swans. Uh, sitting nicely in seventh position, just outside the playoffs on goal difference. Whereas Wigan, 23rd in the league, two points away from safety. But the thing is with Wigan, we know, as we've said many times on the show, they have one of the worst away records in the league. And just seven points gained away from home. And they got three of them in their last game on Saturday against Birmingham. So before that, just four points from 13 games. It's a torrid return. Um, I can't see them going to the Liberty Stadium and getting anything from it. They've not lost at home in the last four matches, uh, including wins against Middlesbrough and Charlton. But it's not my strongest tip of the week. And I'm mainly going off how poor Wigan have been. But uh, I do expect Swansea to get the victory to continue their playoff push this weekend. Completely agree. Absolute lunacy as well from uh, from the FA or the EFL, whoever's coming after Ollie McBurney. Just a, just a guy trying to enjoy his football, really. Uh, so uh, not yeah. happy about that. Interesting lad, isn't he, McBurney? Um, I saw as well that he's <laughs> apparently hooking up with loads of porn stars. <laughs> nice. Nice. I mean, loves a bucket hat, doesn't he, as well? <laughs> uh, that always says something about a, a man to me. Um, but yeah, um, very, very interesting character. Good job that he's a Premier League footballer. But uh, yeah, two quick things to add. Um, I, I don't think I'm confident enough to tip it. But don't be surprised if Barnsley nicks something at Bristol City. Bristol City, 18th best home record this season. They've been absolutely wretched at home. Uh, they're much better on, on the road. Barnsley uh, are under some kind of revelation. Uh, they are still 22nd, but since Struber has come in from the Austrian Bundesliga, he's, he's done great stuff. So don't be surprised if there's a uh, shock there. And Sunday, uh, Forrest Luton. I think it's it's pretty fair to say that Forest are quite big favourites here and that's no bias Luton are, are looking incredibly short uh, haven't won in the last eight games lost 10 away matches in a row Forest have struggled at home it's fair to say um, 20 points at home 24 on the road but Luton I mean if we can't beat Luton at home it's it's a serious problem, uh, a very serious problem. So I don't expect it to be four, five, six because Forest just just don't do that when the pressure's on. Uh, but yeah, four to six, you should get a Forest win. Yep, I agree. Right, so that wraps up the championship. Then let's move on to League One. Um, there's quite a few. Well, I say quite a few. There's a few that I like the look of in League One this weekend. I think instantly. My eyes are drawn to Portsmouth away at Bolton Wanderers. Portsmouth 33 to 50 for the victory. Um, they are away at Bolton. However, three wins on the bounce. Uh, the team is up into eighth position. They got a good win, as tipped on the podcast last weekend, against FC Wimbledon at home. 
Bolton are still bottom of the league, aren't they? Seven points. Obviously, they had that deduction, but it would be a real surprise if they took something away from this strong Portsmouth side who five wins in their last seven games, uh, just one defeat in that run as well. So they're on a really good, really good run of form. Yeah, despite the fact that Bolton are relatively better at home, coming off the back of a, a 5-1 midweek defeat against Lincoln um, when uh, Portsmouth didn't have a midweek game as well, uh, only adds to the uh, to the tip. Completely agree. Let's have a look at the new League One leaders. It's been a while since we've had new leaders, but Rotherham have taken over Wickham and uh, taken over them on goal difference. They have a game against uh, Bristol Rovers, who since losing their manager, Graham Coughlin, to Mansfield, have pretty much imploded. Uh, haven't won any of their last eight games and lost three in a row. Rotherham, on the other hand, uh, they've lost just one of their last six. Um, at home at the New York Stadium, they are very, very strong indeed. Um, yeah, Bristol Rovers come in with, with not too much to shout about, to be honest. Uh, Rotherham priced at one to two. So, you know, a very tight price, I think. But I suppose that's what comes with being uh, league leaders. Yeah, spot on. Bristol Rovers also had a midweek fixture. Uh, they got panned 3-0 by Coventry in the FA Cup. So, uh, again, yeah, another loss to add to their really poor run. And I can't see them getting anything away at a, a really strong Rotherham side at the moment. Good to nope. see Freddie Ledapo back in the goals as well after uh, I tipped him to getting the top scorers in pre-season. Yeah, this is it's not as bad as it sounds, though, because uh, obviously you... You tipped Rotherham for, for promotion and you were looking like an absolute idiot when they were down in yeah. 14th or whatever it was. But, uh, but yeah, obviously, you know, Rotherham at this level, uh, they're a classic yo-yo club, aren't they? Remember when West Brom used, got that yo-yo club tag uh, yeah. between the Prem and the Champ? This Rotherham with League One and, and the Champ. Um, yeah, fully expect him to be in the mix um, come May. Um, one more from me in this league. It's, again, a short price. There's quite a lot of short price favourites in League One that we like the look of. It's one to two, and it's Accrington Stanley to beat the hopeless South End United, um, who actually have drawn the last three games. So for South End, that's a, that's a real achievement. But they're coming away to Stanley, who, despite a really poor result away at Ipswich last weekend, uh, we'll come on to that more when we look at the bomb-proof trebles. You know, they lost 4-1, but that game aside, they have actually won five of the last eight games. So they're on a really strong run of form, especially at home, uh, where they've won three of the last five, including including a great 4-1 win against Portsmouth, a strong 2-0 against Burton, and an absolute 7-1 thumping of Bolton. So if it goes anything like that, you'd expect a comfortable win for Stanley because... Southend just cannot keep them out, especially on the road. Yeah. Um, still, every time I hear Southend, all I can hear is worst League One team in history voted by their own fans. So I think that's pretty much uh, everything you need to hear. Let's talk about Sunderland. I haven't 
tip Sunderland a whole lot um, on the podcast since we started almost three years ago. Um, and for good reason. I mean, back-to-back relegations, uh, they struggled uh, last year at times, and this year they've really struggled as well. And just as Phil Parkinson looked like he was walking the plank, um, they have turned it around, haven't they? They've won uh, three of their last six, and they're unbeaten in their last six. Um, they're playing an MK Don side that haven't won any of their last six against the Mackhams. And Milton Keynes, down in 19th, uh, not having the best season. At home, they are they're useful, for sure. And, you know, Milton Keynes' home form is definitely better than Sunderland's away form. Uh, but I'm just riding the Sunderland wave pretty much right now. Um, he's got mm-hmm. Maguire scoring and Lyndon Gooch is starting to step up in, in midfield. So, yeah, Sunderland, 11-10 to 10 on the road. Uh, definitely something to be uh, keeping an eye on. Yeah, I feel like there's been a lot of doom and gloom around Sunderland this season. Uh, but, you know, they're just one point outside the playoffs. They've got a game in hand. If they win that, um, they'll go up to fourth three points off the automatics. So, you know, it's still very much a possibility that they could get into that automatic promotion spot. Yeah. But you wouldn't think it, would you, with all all the negativity that surrounded them? No. No, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So, uh, yeah, it, it looks like it might actually end up being a decent season for Sunderland after all. And, would it be a Sunderland season, Tom, without some uh, drama and heartbreak and anger? I don't think so. No. Plenty of opportunity for that to come, yet. Yeah, true. <clears throat> uh, anything else that you like the look of in League One? I don't think so. I'm happy to move on. Right, let's look at League Two then. Again, there's a few things I like <laughs> here, but you know the prices aren't the best. I'll start off with Northampton Town. They host Morecambe on Saturday. Uh, Northampton coming off the back of three straight wins. Uh, Morecambe, on the other hand, no wins in the last four games without a clean sheet in the last 11 games. Uh, Northampton's run has seen them go right up to the fringes of the playoffs. They're just two points outside of Forest Green, who occupy the last spot in seventh. Morecambe, on the other hand, as we've probably mentioned so many times on this show, um, really struggling this season. They've got the worst goal difference in the league. They're in 23rd out of 24 positions, just uh, three points ahead of Stevenage in that relegation spot. So it's a really tough, it's a really tough season for Morecambe. You can't really see it, see it getting any easier against the Northampton side who have been unbeaten at home in their last five league games, winning four of them, three of them to nil. Um, I just think this one is pretty nailed on for me. Um, And again, Morecambe away, four losses on the bounce, not a single goal scored in those four games either. So this should be a steady Northampton win. Yeah, and and six to one for Morecambe pretty much says everything you need to you need to know. I think. yeah, it's very rare you get you get teams at, at that price um, in the EFL. Certainly in the Premier League when you've got teams away at City and, and at Liverpool, but not in League 2. Um, that says everything you need to know. Let's have a look at Plymouth. Yeah. Plymouth. Um, I mean, do you trust them? Do you not? I don't know. But <laughs> right now, I'm going to trust them because they're evens. 
at home to a quite bizarre Mansfield team. Uh, Mansfield haven't won any of the last five games against Plymouth. Um, Plymouth have been on really good form. They've won four of their last five, whereas Mansfield have won one of their last six. Obviously, we have been kind of hurt by Plymouth before, uh, but when you look at their home record in, in its entirety, you know, they've played 12 and, and won seven and, and drew three and only lost the two. So they do get it right at home more times than they get it wrong. Mansfield on the road, uh, 17 points yielded. It is actually better than their, um, than their home form. Uh, but in terms of kind of where they are in the league table, I mean, they're down in 19th right now. We all know that they've, they have been struggling. Um, but yeah, Mansfield certainly not overly backable uh, despite being better away from home than at home. I can't resist Plymouth at evens in the form that they're in. Yeah, you completely robbed that one off my sheet as well because <laughs> now you say Mansfield no wins against Plymouth in the last five games. They've actually lost every single one of those games. So oh, have, having a really tough time against Plymouth in uh, in recent years. And again, Mansfield without a clean sheet in 11 games. And if you're struggling at the wrong end of the table, you can't keep clean sheets. Um, going away to a high-flying team like Plymouth is uh, certainly looking like a recipe for potential disaster for them this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I've got one more, which I like the look of. It's the league leaders, Swindon. I really find it hard not to fancy Swindon week in, week out this season. Um, looking really strong at the top of the league. They're already in the automatic promotion spots by nine points. They haven't played a couple of games more, granted, but... You know they're looking as as much of a shoe in as 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 there is at the moment for an automatic promotion, probably across the the entire football league potentially. They go away to Newport this weekend. They're priced at thirteen to ten. So to get a team who are performing so well at the top of the league at odds of thirteen to ten, I think we really should be taking advantage of that. Agreed. New, Newport haven't really done that much to be honest um they've had a disappointing season compared to how a lot of people probably thought it would go they're in 11th on 33 points it's 11 points off the playoffs already um they've tended to struggle at home where in the past they've been quite strong they've not won in the last five home league games wow. whereas swindon whereas swindon on the other hand um <laughs> won three of the last five scored at least two goals on four of those occasions. So they're scoring plenty of goals away from home. Uh, the loss of uh, Owen Doyle didn't seem to affect them too much last week when they beat Crewe 3-1. Excellent result for them. Uh, so I see no reason really why Swindon should be opposed this weekend. So 13-10, to 10, let's take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, really good price. Really good price. Let's look at the team, Tom, that has lost just one game out of 13 at home. Um, that's Port Vale. That's only half the story. Um, yes, they've only lost one. They've won six, but they've also drawn six. So they are pretty solid at home without being kind of prolific. Uh, they have a Leighton Orient side visiting 
um, on Saturday. Leighton Orient haven't won in any of the last four games. And I'm tipping Port Vale. They're in 10th. They are one of um, one of pretty much two-thirds of the league uh, looking at those uh, playoff spots with a mouth-watering... Uh, well, a mouth-watering outlook, shall we say, because they're only six points off and Port Vale do have a game in hand on Forest Green that hold that final playoff spot right now. And Port Vale priced at 21 to 20. Again, it's very similar to Plymouth where I can't really resist them at that price, even though they have drawn as, as many as they have won uh, at home. Uh, they have actually drawn the second most in the league. It's it's something that I can't really resist. And Leighton Orient, as we showed last week, we we tipped them to lose on the pod, and uh, sorry, we tipped them to not win on the pod, and they they duly delivered. and And right now they're going through a little bit of a sticky patch, uh, despite getting a equaliser against Grimsby on Saturday. So unless there's anything that you would like to tip from League Two, let's wrap that all up and recap last week's bomb-proof trebles. So although it was a successful podcast for the show, um, myself individually wasn't great. I did have Swindon and Crew both teams to score, and it was 3-1. He also had Wolves to beat Newcastle. However, they could only draw one all. And less said about this, the better. I had Accrington Stanley, double chance at Ipswich, and they paid my faith back by losing 4-1. Yeah, I think they needed about quadruple chance. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> if there was such a thing. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that wasn't the best. Let's sweep that one under the rug and forget all about it. We'll move on to mine, uh, which was more successful, thankfully. Um, I started off with Millwall on the double chance away at Stoke and the game finished 0-0. Yeah, he also had Liverpool in the late kickoff, And as you probably all know, they won 1-0. And finally, I had Grimsby on the double chance again, away at Leighton Orient. That game finished one all. Yeah, so congratulations. Uh, just Thank shy you. of 45 quid, I think, off a tenner. Yeah, something like that. Just shy of 45, 46, yeah. yeah Love something it. along those lines. But uh, yeah, good to get back up and running in 2020 with another winner to continue the uh, really good streak we were on before Christmas and before we had our little hiatus. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, even even though it wasn't the highest paying treble, you know, a, a win is a win, and uh, we'll take that every week. Treble's a treble, mate. Winner's a winner. And, yeah, Accrington Stanley uh, ended up costing the joint as well. We had the, the double chance treble. Uh, so uh, Millwall got the job done, Grimsby got the job done, and Accrington Stanley uh, didn't turn up for work. So uh, that one came very, very close. Uh, Mm -hmm. So this week, we're going to bring you new bomb-proof trebles. So if you're new to the show, this is the part where we put all our research and all our knowledge and all our general feeling into some trebles that we recommend that you back um, on the weekend. We back our own bets with £10 stakes, uh, but we only want you to bet what you can afford to lose. Um, And yeah, hopefully we all back the same bets and we all bash the bookies together. So, Tom, um, I mean, you're the hot streak. You want to go first? Right, so for my treble this week, let's make it two in a row. We're going to start in League One with Rotherham at home to Bristol Rovers, priced at one to two. 
then dropping down into League 2 for the next couple of bets. We're going to go for Plymouth at home to Mansfield, priced at evens. And finally, Northampton at home to Morecambe, again priced at 1-2. to two. A £10 example stake on that one pays the nice round total of £45. Oh, it's just home comforts. I love that. Absolute home comforts. Yeah, uh, really, really strong treble. Um, Rotherham, fresh top of the league. Bristol Rovers, free fall. Plymouth on their day, arguably one of the best teams in League Two against a team struggling. And Northampton against, uh, officially, right now, the second worst team out of 92. So, um, yeah, pretty strong there. Uh, I am going to respond with one of my own. I have one from each EFL league. We're going to start in the championship. I'm going to go for Brentford away at Huddersfield. They're priced at 7-10. to 10. I'm then going to drop to League One, and we're going to go for another away side in Portsmouth at Bolton. They're priced at four to six. And then we're going to go down to League Two, but we're going to stay with a home side. And that is Port Vale, 21 to 20 to get the win over Leighton Orient. And this actually, surprisingly, pays 58.08. Yeah, it's a decent return, isn't it? That's yeah. A strong treble. I was constructing it and I, I was a bit worried about the returns, to be honest, but I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah. No, so you should be. Uh, we've spoken about the positives and the merits of all those teams. You know, Brentford speak for themselves. Again, Portsmouth, one of the best teams in League One uh, on current form. And then Port, Port Vale, who you've mentioned, have got that fantastic home record against the poor Leighton Orient side. So, um, yeah, I really like the look of that as well. Two strong trebles. Agreed. So, uh, let's construct a joint treble. Now, I don't know how you're feeling about this, but I think I would like to nominate Portsmouth for mine. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Port Vale then. I was going to overrule. I was going to be like, no. No, no, no. <laughs> the other P, Portsmouth. Yeah. Okay. Um, From you, I, I really want Northampton, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, Morecambe are awful. And then, yeah, then go for it. Um, uh, oh, it's, a, it's a coin toss. I think they'll both win. Um, I'll be. Do you know what? Generally, I'll be. I'll be really surprised if my travel doesn't win this week. I'm, I feel that confident in it. Nice. Um, I. Let's go with Rotherham. Okay. So, if you want to get the uh, price, I will just recap it for the profit chasers. So, yep. joint treble this week is Rotherham. At home to Bristol Rovers, Portsmouth away at Bolton, and Northampton at home to Morecambe. And that pays. It's not a lot. <laughs> it's £37.50 off a, uh, an example £10 stake. No problem. Absolutely no problem. You can't turn your nose up at £37.50. That's right. It's all profit. That'll it's cover all money in the bank. That'll cover the chippy bill on a Friday for all family. That so, yeah. Um, pretty much, pretty much done here then for uh, for bomb-proof trebles. Yep. Uh, Show a quick, quick look at fantasy football oh. again. I know you've had a a poor week. We won't dwell on this too long. Um, I'm into the next round of the FPL Cup again. You know, I'm yeah. literally going all the way. You're literally going to win it, mate. Round seven. You're going to win it. 
How about that? I know. I'm proud of you, you know. You're doing really well. Thanks, mate. Uh, not as well, though, as some of the teams in the <laughs> league. Um, I'm up to 26th, so I'm not doing too bad. But, again, it's it's the same old story at the top of the league. Uh, Edward Redu, he's by far and away now running away with this one. He's got a, he's got a lead of, what's this, quickly, 64 points ahead of second place. David Arias, then we've got Sanj Birdie, Mystery, Callum Nags, Luke Birchall, David Doherty, Steve Jones, Darren Venn. Nathan Brunskill and Andy Pound are rounding out the top 10. Yeah, fair play to everyone who is in the uh, upper echelons of the Fancy Football League. If you have a team with the official Premier League Fancy Football and you want to join our league, it's actually not too late because you will join at your rightful spot. Um, So yeah, hit us up on social media for all of our kind of league codes and all that fun stuff. Um, speaking of social media, we encourage you to extend your podcast experience. Uh, follow us on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. Uh, we are still yet to do a who am I that someone hasn't guessed. Um, I clocked it earlier. Uh, we did one today that was James Harper, formerly of Hull, Doncaster, Reading. Uh, it was probably where he was most well known. And it was honestly done in under three minutes. <laughs> so we are doing our best. Um, but yeah, uh, we're, we're struggling to beat the wealth and the knowledge of the profit chasers right now. Um, so yeah, join all the fun stuff there. And Facebook, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And we also have an email address for those of you who would like to keep your inquiries official. Football betting podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you have enjoyed the show, guys, we'd really appreciate a rating and review wherever you do listen to the podcast. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Nice to come back off the back of a win, for sure. Yep, and let's make it to this weekend. So thank you for listening once again, guys. Um, It's really good to be back. We hope to see you again next week, and we hope to see some winning bomb-proof treble bet slips or bet slips of your own at the weekend. Yes, thank you guys. Take care and uh, happy profit chasing.